Hey friends, this week on Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous, we are running an episode of Fixing Famous People. If you've listened to our Freaky Friday episode, then you already know the co-host, Chris DeRosa. I am so excited to be bringing you this episode, and I hope that after you listen, you then go to Chris's Freaky Friday episode here on our channel, and then you go to subscribe to Fixing Famous People wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, it is the midweek boost we all need right now. Okay, here we go to their episode. So my friend Danielle called me this morning to ask me why I've been using a British accent on the podcast specifically. (laughs) I I don't know. She drinks, but I think specifically she accused me of using a British accent two weeks ago when we on the Tom Brady installment. And we were talking about the fact that there are no bananas at the Hampton Inn. And she launched into this whole conversation with me saying back to me the things that I was saying, but saying it with a British accent as though I had said it with a British accent. And I, I played it for her on the phone. I was going to say, British accent. I'm like, we, we do have it recorded so we can listen back. I played it for her and she, she just said, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a British accent. So what I think is, your friend that needs serious mental care is right. She think. needs analysis for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like from head to toe, there's no doubt. But also I think that maybe she was going to England once and got on the wrong flight and ended up just flying to like Piscataway, oh, like, New Jersey. Was, and or like it she was thinks this is the accent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her like flight got just redirected mistaken. and she just didn't know. She slept through the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or she just had a, a meltdown <laughs> and went away. to the bus instead of the airport and like woke up in Jersey or Staten Island and he thinks that this is that a British accent. Well, it is not. That's uh, extremely unhinged and I'm very concerned for your friend. <laughs> First and, first and foremost, <laughs> like it's just very. Concerning. I'm laughing because I just wish I was there. She's now going to have to come on the show and defend and her, defend her herself. Stance. She's going to have to talk about me not having a, a British accent. She's going to have to admit it. There's yeah. just no. I don't know what she's talking about. Which I'll she, I'll welcome her with open arms. She said, "Do you hear it? It's British." I'm like, "That's not British. It's just <laughs> gay. It's just gay outfit." So like, it's not British. I don't, and it's like, also, I don't hear it. It's my own voice. Like, no, I don't well, hear right. it. <laughs> I have Speaking, actually. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What? Speaking of your voice, someone yeah. on the Instagram has told me that you sound exactly like their friend. And they're going to record their friend's voice and send it to us so we can listen to it. Really? Because they said that that they've it's they've spent episodes now picturing you looking exactly like their friend and their I don't okay. know what their friend looks like or anything, but and then like it took time and looking at your Instagram to like train their brain to like have it not be their friend. Oh, that's Isn't so that crazy? interesting. Is their friend Kathleen Turner? I think their friend's name is Kathleen Turner. No. Um <laughs> God, friend's I would name. fall. <laughs> Their friend's name is Harvey Firestein. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, 
No, it, their friend is a man, as far as I'm, I know. All right, but, well, good looking. One point for me. Yeah, and speaking of my mother, did text. I sent you the text. My mother did text. Your me mother inside. is. <laughs> she she said, might be right. She said Dominic's face does not match his voice at all. It feels like an insult and a compliment. I'm yeah, only going to take the compliment I'm version, sure. and I have no follow up questions <laughs> at all. <laughs> speaking of falling. As some of you know, we do record these intros on Monday night for a Wednesday air. And as of <laughs> as of Monday evening of this week, as Elton John has fallen, apparently. Adele has uh, fallen. Adele has fallen backstage. I don't know who the third fall will be, but these things do happen in threes. In fact, I'm so <laughs> nervous. I'm so nervous about the fall being like, Justice Sotomayor yeah, or yeah, Cher that or I'm, Judy Dench. Oh, oh God, please! I'm going <laughs> That'll to take volunteer. You out. That'll take I'm gonna, you out. I'm going to be the third fall non-celebrity fall of the day, and I will. I'll do this just so it doesn't happen to anyone else. <laughs> He's getting up. Oh, he's falling. He's falling. <laughs> Dominic has just fallen off of his chair on purpose to save Judy Dench's life. Chris. That's what you. <laughs> Listeners, I actually did that, and I'm not in the physical shape of, say, a Martin Short where I could do a Pratt fall. So I have injured my tibia, my fibia, and my clitia, obviously. However. <laughs> Isn't she a chef? Lydia's kitchen. Am I thinking of something no, it's else? Lydia's kitchen. Oh my goodness! You're such an idiot. Is Lydia an Italian name? I mean, it should be. It is I now. bet if we went, if we now. hiked through the mountains in Italy, we would find someone named Lydia. Lydia. Anyway, all these oh, people God. are seriously falling. This is not a joke. Elton John was taken to, I know, wait, whenever you, someone goes to the hospital, by the way, in Monaco, they have to go to Princess Grace Hospital in Monaco. Yeah, so none of their injuries sound serious to me, no. ever. It's like, ow, my head hurts. Like, he's like, I mean, he must have tripped. Adele fell backstage, but she has, I guess she sciatica. has sciatica. She had her sciatica acting up. But that's Which I didn't good. know. I no, she's very young for that. I'm sure. I know. Look, I I'm sure she has pretty good <laughs> health insurance. So, why are you speaking like Groucho Marx? Is it because of the Ozempic? What's Ozempic? <laughs> I wish I had a bottle of pills to shake so I can <laughs> pretend that I'm on it. Do you think that that's how she's maintaining? I don't. Oh yeah. Yeah. They all are. Right? I yeah. feel like she had, I mean, who knows? What am I, who am I to say? Anyway, yeah, people are falling. It's Elton it's not John good. probably tripped on a gown or a caftan. That's really the truth. Oh, no. I'm a, I'm a caftan wearer as well, but I will tell you that it's really not the length of the caftan that makes it a problem wearing it around your home. It's the sleeves. The sleeves <laughs> get caught on counters and doorknobs and all sorts of shit. I'm being... I'm being as expert and real as I can with you about these caftans. Okay. Well, That's two, the danger. Two things. One, mm -hmm. we did not take a group photo of all of us in caftans at your home when I visited it. That's, oh, a, that's a regret. Just saying. We didn't. Num number two, is the third fall going to be Britney Spears? 
because I can't handle that. Like a physical or like an emotional, like no, a like, societal Like she's going to be spinning around doing her dances and then she's going to trip and fall. Uh, it is a possibility. And by her dances, I assume you mean her dance. Like she just does that one thing that's psychotic. I, I don't know how to describe it. She's not well mentally and I'm going to stop talking about her, even though I've already described her as psychotic, yeah. which is it's 2023. And we can't be saying that about people, even people who are legitimately psychotic. Okay. Anyway, this wasn't a beat up on Britney Spears. Speaking of people that are psychotic, you have been texting me a lot from the treadmill. Like, is that what's... is that the case? The cross trainer, <laughs> the cross trainer. Oh, is that what it is? Because you're like, oh, I'm not in shape. I'm like, but you're getting there. Because every time I text you in the morning, you're like, I'm on the, I'm running, I'm running. I can't, I'm, I'm exercising and I can't text. I'm, right. Right. Ex- isn't exercise such like a seventies word to I'm exercising, but I am. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying yeah. to, uh, you know, just give myself the best me I can before on the, on the handful <laughs> of years we all have left on this blue marble, Chris. No, but truly. The I'm now I've now lost enough weight that I'm being accused of being on Ozempic, Ozempic which, which is feels the great. I'm sure. Yeah. It's like when I did this in my 30s and people were like, Are you doing Coke? And I was like, Well, that <laughs> yes. is that was the reason then. But still, it's sort of the same sensation. Oh God. Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, hey, that's progress. If people think you're on Ozempic, that's great. That is good, right? So I've lost probably at my max, which was really like a year plus ago at this point it's been 20 it's all it's it's like almost 40 pounds now we're in like the 30 oh, we've hit wow. the 35 zone from the beginning of last year yeah okay uh, most of that since june i just sort of i don't know i just just started doing it really yeah but enough about me here's an article about me <laughs> and you chris please go to the fixing famous people instagram page where you'll get a link to a really wonderful article uh, about fixing famous people, courtesy of Tink Media. We were interviewed early on when we were creating the show about what the show, like just w- how we came up with it. And we storied, you know, click clack those keys. And we just, you know, gave an interview that has blown people right out of the water, by the way. I mean, everyone's talking about it. Clive Barnes from the New York Post said, oh, and I quote, those faggots are arrogant and they <laughs> love to talk about themselves. <laughs> To me, that's five stars. And that is five stars to me as well. Jess Rothschild shared a clip of it and just very giving us high praise on, you know, the affordability of podcasts. Uh Uh-huh. I love Jess Rothschild. She also texted me today. She was happy that I was quoted in the article as saying that I think the word bravo should be a gender. (laughs) That was a highlight. And I stand by that, actually. And by the way, it's not an article. It's a QA, and a which is infinitely more fun to read. Do people do articles anymore? I don't know. The last article I read was that giant profile in the Atlantic about Chris Licht, who used to run CNN. Uh, and it was good, but it was very long. And then I was going to, I, somehow I got an alert from the New Yorker that they had a 900 page article about David Zaslov, the television executive. And Saying I read the first. What? Like saying but th- what? But this was it. Not only was it saying what, it was one of those articles where the very clever, uh, I believe you call the writer of an article an articlist. The <laughs> articlist was, started off talking about wait, David, Z- David Zaslov's house. But are you stopping me at articlist? 
just... Is that not what they're referred to as? I just thought about Clidiac. <laughs> I wonder if we could find an articlist to do an article about Clidia. Clidia. I had no idea when we started this podcast that the cliff sound would take over our lives. Like completely. Oh, speaking of clits, fucking the New York <laughs> Times cooking. <laughs> the New York Times cooking literally, literally put out a thing being like, do you want to make a Long Island iced tea? Here's they all know. the steps. Like, they're, they're, they're gonna kidding me? They're, they know we're doing a Long Island iced tea for the holidays, and they, I are, know. they are jumping on it. They are I'm jumping like on the bandwagon. I'm fuck. Okay. Anyway, I interrupted you. Go back to David David Zasloff. Please don't cut any of this. I can't remember what I was saying. I don't. No. I mean, cut all of it out. Oh, because the article, I, the articleist started out this article about David Zaslav, but didn't mention David Zaslav for the first six paragraphs. It was like about the history of the house that David Zaslav, and you know, I, I'm sure that it. It, there was a callback or a through line or why they were talking about it. But honestly, by the time they mentioned the subject of the article, I needed a haircut. It had well, been that's... too long. I'm like, why am I here? <laughs> that's, um, P.S., a Malcolm Gladwell, like, signature thing. So, like, I'm sure it wasn't Malcolm Gladwell that was writing that. So, like, it that wasn't. person needs to go fuck themselves. It felt very – that style of writing to me, I think, is – it it feels dated for some reason. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it is the New Yorker, and that's what the New Yorker does. Oh, but even it? for the New Wait, Yorker, was it Malcolm Gladwell? <laughs> oh God, have I insulted Malcolm? <laughs> no, Gladwell? but like then it makes perfect sense. Hang on, let David, me look. By the way, guys, really, this uh, this week's I'm episode Googling is sponsored right. by the New Yorker. Six days ago, David Zaslav, Hollywood antihero. Yeah, that's probably it. No, it is not by it is not by Malcolm Gladwell. However. It is in the New Yorker, so it might as well be by Malcolm Gladwell. Um, it's just a long article. They, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know how it ends. Well, it ends with him running uh, all of entertainment, which I yeah. know that part of it. <laughs> um, but it took way too long to get there. Oh, it Lord. made Oppenheimer look like who, a trailer, like it was has, just like, this article. But that's what I'm saying. Who has the time to read an article anymore? Like something like this. Like something not like. What we what we read on our show that's like right you know reality blurb saying that like Adele has sciatica like that's we can read that but like I'm, who <laughs> has who has the time to read well, that's like, all by the way speaking of magazines which is still a great word to say by the way even if they're like an outdated they don't form exist of media, anymore magazine um people.com people of course was once and probably still is a magazine but that's how we find out about all these celebrities falling is that our friend rebecca keeps getting alerts from people.com <laughs> they like, do births deaths and falls at people falls. those are the those it's are the three so, money makers it's so weird it's like it doesn't make any sense but i guess like if they're going to the hospital like sure but like still Joe Biden falls a lot. Like I think he falls enough now that people don't no, but, even they don't yeah. even report it anymore. When that he falls I'm because like, it happens every time he gets out of a chair. But I'm not surprised about that. Do you know what I mean? Like that is I don't need to hear I guess I guess I am surprised that Adele fell down. 
like and was needed to be wasn't it like they peeled me off the floor isn't that the that movie? sounds very <laughs> dramatic like, it's like that sounds like something it? that the writer and singer of hello would say as a way <laughs> yeah. to get up from the floor oh people are falling you fell so you broke the curse um i mean hopefully we're, we're jabbing away as if we don't have the behemoth of all behemoths just staring us in the face. This is the most requested subject for us to fix in the very short history of this podcast. This is the one, Chris, that's going to win us the podcast Oscar, which I do believe are called the Poscars, if I'm not mistaken. In your fantasy world, absolutely. And the Poscar goes to? And the Poscar goes. Who okay, wait, really quickly. What would we do? Like, okay, let's say we win a Poscar. Right? What would we like what would we even do? What would we even say? Like, think of us running up there, like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Like, what would we even you don't have to give your speech, but like, would it be funny? I feel like we would be funny. Yeah, of course it would be funny. What would we (laughs) well first of all, we'd be in matching outfits. I will insist on that if at any award show. Yes, correct. Um our partners. Um, would be in matching you, outfits of the two of them. They should be in their own matching, <laughs> their outfits. matching outfits. Yes. Not with us, but with each or other. wearing t-shirts that say save me or something <laughs> yeah. like that. But we would be separate. No, they should have, we would be in like suits and then they would be in suits, but you turn around and it's like, it's like, there's no back. Do you know what I mean? Like the back. Oh, like a, a Celine Dion tuxedo. tuxedo. Yes. A backless tuxedo. Yes. I think they could do that. I would get up there and... I would read off slowly the names of every celebrity that we fixed on the show. And then I would say, you're welcome. And then I would most likely make a fart noise and then walk off stage. Cause I want to keep, I want to keep it as professional as I'm capable of. And that's it. And then we would thank Goop at the very end. Goop would be the last one. And thank you, Gwyneth Paltrow. Thank you so much. This is what we should do. I will list all the names and say, you're welcome. And then you, you come on and say, and also starring Goop, we wish you well. Where's Shelly? That's yeah. it. Oh, so true. We, we have to end it. our thing with where's Shelly. Yep. And then the Scientologists come after us. <laughs> yep. And that's how we, that's what season two is all about. It's like the Leah Remini show, but yeah. <laughs> like gayer and with lies in it. We'll just make up shit. Because <laughs> we need, we need the violence of Scientology as a PR tool. Like yeah. I need them to show up outside my house so I can make a TikTok about it and more people yeah. will listen to us and buy well, our Long Island iced teas. Well, speaking of making up shit, I think we should get to our client. The biggest client yet. All right, we have a task on our hands. This is not easy. And it's what? It's I don't know why you're laughing. It's not easy. I don't know. I'm laughing because that's how I deal with trauma and not yeah. traumatized by what we're talking about today. I don't even know what to say. I let's introduce our guest. Please, please you do. You know that. her as the real Mrs. Petty. <laughs> Her name is Shanaz Petty. She's one of the cookies. She is so fucking funny. I am so excited to have her on this show because she had takes on, we watched Selling Sunset together and her takes on Selling Sunset were making me pee my pants. I cannot wait to hear what she has to say about this show. I love her so much. Shanaz, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I am so honored to be here to talk about this 
show? Should we call it a show? It, Should we is call it a, show? a trial? Oh, oh, it's I don't a show. Know. Oh, I think it's a show. It is a show. <laughs> and I'm ready to get into it. Like like Miranda wearing that giant strap on for Che. Mm. I am ready to tear the show a, a new asshole. We Let's are, of course, we, we are talking about, <laughs> and just like that, uh, season two. Although we'll be talking about season one as well. <laughs> it is the Sex and the City spinoff, which is, in a word, polarizing it is absolutely polarizing i don't Chris, we were we were going to divide this up but i don't i we we ran out of time but this discussion could go all over the place because there are a lot of facets to the show that need attention shanaz you are our guest where would you like to start i okay the question i keep asking myself <laughs> is why is the show not good? Like what is making this show just something is not good. And I can't, something's not right. Something's something not right. It's not the milk is not clean. Something's not hitting. And you know I, why I think you think that too is because there are moments and there were moments in the finale last week where it was like, Oh, there's there's sex in the city. There were like these fleeting moments when you're like, oh, that's what I spent all those years talking about. But then it goes away as quickly as it as it approaches. It just goes away. Yeah, there's this glimmers. The there's like so many good. There's so such. There's so ah, it's, it's making me like it's I can't even talk. I can't. This is how we all feel because it's like. You, it's you. You're right there. Like you've set so this up close. perfectly. This is the problem. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. They. I have now rewatched season two in its entirety. When I tell you from watching the finale to then going back to episode one of the second season, that it is two different television shows. It is so wild going mm. back and rewatching it from the beginning because at the beginning it feels like it is so grounded compared to the fucking circus that it becomes at the end of the season. <laughs> right. The, the finale to me had more aspects of sex in the city than most of the other episodes did. Like I felt like I was watching like glimmers more of the old show and I didn't, the finale was the episode I disliked the least probably of every episode in season two. Is it um, because I, of Samantha, do you think? No, no, no not at it all. It was, I mean, to, the underperformance of the year to me, happy to see her was not even one millimeter more or less than what I expected it to be when I, when I read yeah, about no, it. No, I knew that's exactly what it would be. Her on the phone. It was exactly what we thought. And I didn't believe people from the production when they were like, you know, we didn't really want people to find out. I think it sucks that people did find out because I think it would have been a bigger, I think people would have appreciated it more if it had remained a secret. And I think the press would have been different. The press leading up to it obviously would have been, you know, cut in half uh, without mentioning. I, don't, I think they were like here. But- like I here. don't believe it. Where? I don't believe it all. I don't believe it at all that they didn't want it. They dangled that in front of us and they dangled Aiden in front of us and they dangled all these other people in front of us season one. I don't believe it for one fucking second. And we don't even need to get into this, but like that's a part of the problem that I'm fixing is that th- this show just keeps being like, but just wait until this person comes back and you see this part. That's a humongous mm-hmm. yeah. problem in the show. Mm-hmm. The, this is why we're so frustrated and this is why. I've watched, rewatched it. I've paid 
really close attention to the way that they conduct their stories. I'm going to do a blanket apology right now for how fucking awful I'm about to be to the writers of this television show. (laughs) Wow. Because I am sparing no one's feelings and I'm going, I'm, I'm speaking without any censorship. They take so much time to set up a storyline And then when it's time to then have the climax or the turn of that story where the person learns the lesson or the thing that you're setting up for the entire episode to happen happens, Mm -hmm. it is so poorly written and dealt with. And you just, the entire show is them putting all these building blocks together very haphazardly and in my opinion, very lazy. Mm -hmm. And then Every single, not one storyline in the entire show pays off. Not one. Not one storyline in the show pays off correctly. That is why this show needs to be fixed, period. And like from from the ground up needs to be fixed. Michael Patrick King loves loves a montage, okay? And some of the great (sighs) television moments of the 90s and aughts were those Sex in the City montages they Absolutely. made you want to call your friends they made you want to drink they make you know it also aired during a time in new york when new york was a little more uh what's a nice way to say it? what you want new york to be yeah. you know yeah. what i mean like it was a little more aspirational and not so uh criminal uh <laughs> at that point it was like a nicer <laughs> place to hang out and there would always be montages about friends and they're in different New York places. And it was, you, you wanted to be a part of it. There are still montages in, and just like that, there are these sex montages oh. where they open oh, or end uh, the episodes. Uh, uh, Let me just tell you what I don't need from this television program is an X rated version of cocoon. I, no. I will not, <laughs> I will not tolerate this again. What, Aiden, Aiden carries knees at her ears, and Aiden, I'm watching Wilford Brimley and Jessica Tandy is what I'm looking at. <laughs> I was like, stop, stop, stop. Yes. It's so... It's every, like real sex. The, it's like real this sex. Is the, thing. the sex on Sex in the City felt real. The sex in And Just Like That feels somehow gratuitous in a show that basically has sex in the title. It's so just not careless but it's just so like here look they're still hot even though they're older well sure but i could read that like do do something better with them yeah and some of the sex like in sex in the city was also funny had like a yes. funny yes. angle like to it a or, reason for or something it. Yeah. real like when when the guy that was um going down to miranda and then comes back up with all of on you know yes. all of her on his face and then yep. it was just like wanted a kiss and she was like Ugh. like you know stuff like that has kind of happened maybe. well and they're like they're like navigating sexuality do you know what i mean yeah. they're like right. navigating sex like what is sex you know what i mean like and like it's we not said there's like, glimmers like there's yeah. glimmers of that because charlotte with um harry and he couldn't like ejaculate it didn't come mm-hmm. out and that was kind of a storyline that was something like, okay, maybe that happens as you get older and like these things. But like I said, it's just a glimmer. It's just one little scene. I want more, like, give me more. You're just giving me just these crumbs. That's what it, it should be called. Yeah. And I, just like crumbs. It's like, I, just giving you these crumbs <laughs> and that's it. You're not getting the intent. The intent is there, but it's not 
like that Miranda scene you just mentioned. There's no, they don't have the clincher details that, that, that the old series did. They don't have that now. It's like they are, they are, and this is really to both of your points, they are setting up so much stuff, but when there's an attempt at a payoff, it just, it just feels weaker. It's and terrible. The reason, the reason we care is because we love the old show. I mean, yes, we're just some, you know, nasty gay guys with a guest talking about people much more talented than us. That's the mission statement of the show. Are, are they? Wait, hold on. Are oh, they? Right, that's a slam. Right. Are, no, I'm, a slam. I'm Dominic, I'm serious. Are they? I it's who? It's terrible. The, the people how that bad they are at writing the show. It's it's a crime. I want to say something positive at this moment. Okay. This show inspires me to write fan fiction. Like this show is <laughs> this show is inspiring future writers because they want to write something better. Better. What's happening in the show? It's that is hilarious. <laughs> My positive moment is going to be controversial or as the Brits say, uh controversial. I <laughs> don't actually think they say it that way but they, they absolutely don't but going. I, I can't believe i'm gonna say this sentence and i'm basing it almost entirely on the whole season but certainly the finale i think that Kristen davis should be nominated for an emmy for best supporting I, actress in she's the best one in the show you she's agree the, with me she's the I'm best shocked. one on the show i i, I am shocked okay. that you agree with me number one b i'm happy you agree with me because she is delivering in a way that I don't think I appreciated in Sex in the City. And when she was hung over in the finale and started yelling at her husband about, you think you're doing everything and you're actually doing nothing, she was truly responding like Charlotte, angry and hung over. Like she was, she was doing it. Like, and yes. I guess... It was it was perfect. Like she was sort of letter perfect in that particular scene for me. And then I just started noticing because I also rewatched a couple of episodes that she was nailing it and just nailing it in sort of a different way than I'd appreciated before. And her, I, if, yeah. if anyone's getting a nomination acting wise, she's probably the only one. I, they won't. I, I mean, they won't be. But well, yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah, T totally not. Totally. Having not. Charlotte go back to work. <clears throat> yes. going back to what she loved was one of the smartest decisions that they made for her character. Absolutely. I, I think I, I agree. I agree. My yeah. note, speaking of speaking of whenever she's hung over, one of my notes about Charlotte is Charlotte coming home drunk is a perfect scene. Wow. Yeah. It's a like, note. perfect it's scene. A she comes note. home. She's wasted. Her family is like in ruins. They're like, what are you, what happened? And she's like, this is exactly what I said was going to happen. And you guys, it was it really truly is maybe the only real storyline that paid off is yeah. that she's maybe, like, I, this yeah. is exactly what I said was going to happen. And you all are in shambles because I decided to get fucked up. And then she, they were like, where's your phone? And she's like, I threw it in a thing of margaritas. And then <laughs> she's obliterated drunk. It was beautiful. I loved, I loved it. it. Hilarious. Yeah. She was great. She was really great. This whole season, I think she was great. But yes. that particular scene, she was, was her was her moment. Speaking of like Charlotte, like here's the thing. Charlotte, again, should have gone on Ozempic for that to get into the dress. Would have been hilarious. And then here's where they tried to, this is what the storyline payoff was. She's so worried about going back to work. She wants to fit into this dress. It does not fit her. She tries on 75 things of, of shapewear to like look really skinny because she's nervous that the skinny bitches at the, at the gallery are going to say that she's a fat old lady. Right. She goes into the gallery. She sees the two skinny bitches and she's like, fuck, they're like artsy and cool. And like, I'm old and like, fuck. Right. Then 
she sees the manager, whoever she is, is this woman who just happens to be fat. And then Charlotte's like, I don't need to look skinny anymore because fat people exist. That is the, that <laughs> is she's the never seen one in her entire life. She's never seen that, an overweight woman or a fat woman in her entire life. So she needed to like, that's, what? That's the, that is the climax of the scene. Cause she then of the storyline, she then goes into the restroom and takes off her Spanx and then throws them in the garbage and then turns around and like pulls one little part of it and just like might might have a little bit and puts it in her purse and goes off. That is the culmination of that story, which is her main conflict through the entire episode. She sees a fat person and it makes her feel better about herself. And so then she, all is right with the world. That's what we're getting on this television show. Let's talk about Che. Let's talk oh, about I Che knew Diaz. It was coming. I'm sure that you have a Shakespearean length monologue about Che Diaz that you've been practicing since episode one of season one. I, as you know, only started paying attention this year. I didn't really watch last year's too much. I was prepared to absolutely loathe Che Diaz with every. I'm so glad you're saying this. With, with every fiber of my being, but I just don't. I don't hate her. What I hate. They. What I Them. what I hate. Thank you. What I hate about the character. See, I had no pronouns there. This is what people my age are doing now. We're just objectifying everyone. That's a trick. You're welcome, boomers. What they were lacking as a as a comic. The comedy wasn't funny. That was the issue. Was that there was there's not a world where a Che Diaz performs more than once anywhere. Because every stand-up set that they did was just yeah. not terrible. funny. It, wasn't, it was it just wasn't terrible. I mean, yeah. that was that what I was watching. It's like at least change the style of the right. Like give it, it just was so bad. It was so cringy for me to just see her on stage. But the character, I I, I know this person. To be honest with you, I know several of them, and not 100%. just because. I'm uh, sorry, they are the character that I would be. Uh, mistaken for on the street yeah, of any the of them on the show. Like. <laughs> My physical resemblance to Che Diaz with the haircut cannot that you have be... <laughs> yeah, we have the same build, the same haircut, the same attitude. Uh, I am Che Diaz, basically. I yeah. hope that my comedy is a little bit funnier, but you are but not Che Diaz. Do not. I love the. I, I love the character. I don't want to go. What, thank you, Shana. Okay. I appreciate Chris that. is like yes, <laughs> because let's face it, I am infinitely more feminine than both Che Diaz and Sara Ramirez, who plays the character. I, I, I just didn't mind her. I, I don't. I, I don't want to say I love her, but I feel like I'm being forced to because. I've been told to hate her. And when I'm told to hate someone, it's, I usually but, end up loving them. And I'm so sorry. I keep saying her instead of them. I, I love the, them. But the thing, I do. But I the, love them. But this is the thing. There's real actual development of a character. Like I think so too. That's what I'm saying. Like they show us of that che? they know how to do this. Yes. I, Che has. Shanaz is on Shanaz another right I'm, now. She's no, like, I'm going to gay bash. Go ahead. Tell right us. Now. Tell us why. I will is. Go as far to say I just rewatched the first episode. I mean, the first season. And I was watching it and I was like, why? Wait, wait a minute. Why do I, why do I hate this show again? This is delightful. And then comes Che. And I will say that I believe Che ruined the show. Mm. Ruined the show. I think Che ruined season one. For sure, yes. Yes. 
because season two is very bad and not because of Che, but in season one, the comedy concert was egregious. The comedy and the full comedy. We were there for yeah. the entire concert. Like we yeah. were there for it. And it's not the only, only the full scene I've ever seen on the show. It's full the scene. <laughs> and another full scene of Che uh, singing. I forget the song and I don't think you wrote it down. But singing an entire song. Oh, you're right. Like, I what? For- I forgot. I forgot I about that forgot. completely. What? I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> And thank God for fast forward because I've already seen it, but I, I, yeah. I couldn't believe I had sat through that. And they made us sit through this. I started watching in season two after already knowing that the whole world hated Che. When I went back and watched more season one, I totally understand why you and millions of people think that they ruined season one of that show. But I think it was because the character was too front burner. You know what I mean? Like it was, they so much revolved around Che that it was, it was almost like when you're dipping your toe back into, you know, seeing these characters again, obviously you want to introduce new ones. And she was really polarizing right away and 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 took a a beloved character and just turned her on her, well turned her in every way actually yeah well (laughs) Um, and miranda was already obsessed with them so we were almost like being shown through the eyes of miranda like how obsessed miranda was with them so we had to then be obsessed with them too and it was like no well, and like <laughs> I, I remember the first scene is like Che, Bobby Lee, and Carrie doing the podcast, and it was right. just like Che explaining what sexuality was to everyone and being like, "Here's every like term that every liberal person uses that conservative people hate." Like that's like what yes. it was, and right. I was just like, I just like remember like sinking lower into my chair every time. Step your pussy up. <laughs> The to- the comedy concert was like the same thing of like let me preach to you what non binary and and or like being queer is and it's like no like every human being that's watching this show is queer like don't like you don't need to say this to us right like, you don't need to tell us this but what I will say is in season two like Che as much as there are annoying storylines with Che Che actually has like a story arc Che actually gets like scene work with them that like builds their character to like them having different emotions, not just being a robotic thing that then like gets an epiphany and is like, oh, never mind. The, the problem that I had at the beginning of this episode is fixed now because I've decided that it is. But like, it's too much Che. Who is Che to the che. show? Because much. Che is a, a a lover on the show, a friend on the show, a Correct. co-worker on the show. Is Che a housewife or much. a friend of? We don't it's, know. Yes. A love we interest. can't have it yes. all. And we, we shouldn't follow a story of a lover because we didn't follow a story of a lover in Sex and the City. I'm sorry. And I know this is a no. different show. In the, oh, no, and I just it, caught myself. But, but you're we didn't follow Big. We didn't follow... Aiden at the furniture store or whatever. Like we didn't follow that. And why are we following Che with Tony Danza or whatever? Like we like, who cares? I don't like, I want I mean, more don't even, of my girls. Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started on Tony Danza. Like the, the whole pilot <laughs> I, thing was just when that producer was like, that it's producer, now that, ruined because yeah. you like, because Che is not a an comic actor. and not an actor. I was like, are Rude, I, first of all. Yeah. One slam Two, <laughs> what it just is. So again, like 
the, now it's ruined because Miranda, like the the stupidest scene of Miranda, where she's like, oh, oh, that's the other thing with Miranda. Everything was like they tried to do physical comedy in every scene, and it never worked once. It, we're gonna the talk phone. about Miranda in a minute. Oh, yeah. we, no, okay, wait. Exactly. Okay, so, yeah, okay, so wait. So, okay, so, so, Tony, okay. the Tony Danza of it all. I thought that that I thought that that was one of the few brilliant things was that they were having Tony Danza no, which was hilarious as the dad yeah. and that yeah. they were making her basically they were making uh Jay change their race to be on the sitcom which I thought was hilarious like no she, the funniest th- no longer thing Mexican ever. now they're Italian I was yeah. like this is funny and felt as a producer like it felt sort of maybe not real but real, real. oh I'm oh yes it was real are you <laughs> yeah. kidding me it was great. I thought it was great. And I did, no. just him in general, because he's Tony Danza. Cause yeah. he's, the, he's the boss. That's why. Well, and that's, what's funny is that it's like, Oh yeah, you're doing a pilot with Tony Danza. Like it's fun. I don't know. It just right. like made sense. And Miranda was like, Tony Danza's coming right at me. Like that was funny. Like but there no, were funny parts. glimmers where these are yeah. all glimmers. glimmers, glimmers. And now you are all more knowledgeable in the business than me, especially, but, um, would someone? I feel like Che was putting so much into a pilot, which is yeah. Which like you, yeah, yes. Like you <laughs> kiss that goodbye. Like I was like Che, what are you doing? That's not no, realistic, right. right? With buying apartments and moving and no, doing all this. Quitting your job? A, absolutely pilot? not. No. No. Yeah. Right? Okay. No. Not until you things won't... are picked up or checks are clear. Yeah, and it even can take for, it took forever. Even Shana, then, I'm going to tell you something about television right now. This is okay. what happens. You do a pilot. You pray that it gets picked up. It gets picked up. Then you shoot a first season. You pray that they even air it. Then it airs. You pray that people watch it. Then maybe people watch it. Then you pray that it gets renewed for a second season. And then maybe it gets renewed for a second season. And then you pray that it actually, you actually shoot the second season. Watch and repeat that all over again for the rest of your life. That's okay. what mine and Dominic's lives are. There's a lot of prayer involved here. <laughs> so yes. much prayer. Yeah, praying to our Lord and Savior, Ryan Murphy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> since we're since we're speaking about Che, I want to talk about the most screwed over character between the series, which is Miranda. Every ounce of ambition and aspiration and even the rare glimpse of common sense in this character just went out the window and she's just a boob. That's what her character yeah, she is. is literally boob. and figuratively just a boob. Like what were they, what in the Lucille ball did they think they were, do, they were doing with this character? I admired that she realized her own sexuality. I think that that's not an uncommon storyline. I just think the way she handled it is so bizarre. And the scene <laughs> I don't know. I maybe I haven't talked to enough gay female friends about this, but the strap-on scene is supposed to be funny and it's unbearable. It's so I was embarrassed watching it. Like I I I was I I just couldn't believe it. I don't know why. Again, it was like the line on the show between like this is ridiculous, oh my god, to this is just ridiculous was it was the latter for me. Is it bad that that's the least of my worries? <laughs> That scene was no, the yes, least no, of my worries. Yeah. No. I could care less about it. That's the thing is like, that to me was like made sense comparatively. I think to it makes me? sense because if it was me in that position, like having to, you know, uh, what late in life lesbian, they say, um, getting a divorce or going through a divorce and then being um, now with someone uh, right. not 
cis male and wearing a strap on, I think I'd probably stand there awkwardly too. Like, same. Okay, I'd what? be like, what's happening? Now, where do we, now where, where, what happens now? Like, she is unrecognizable from that's, the character that's, that she yeah. played on Sex and the Perfect. City. Perfect. Perfect. She is unrecognizable. Like, there's so, and, and by the way, before we forget about him, this writing staff has turned Steve into Patrick from SpongeBob. He is he is yeah. just like Melinda? like every what what on earth has happened to this character? He was the one. He was always the one to me where it's like, oh, I hate Big, I hate Mikhail Baryshnikov, I hate blah blah blah. But there's always Steve, and Steve was the Brooklyn guy and the normal guy and Hot the cute guy, and, and now he's like Melinda? like he's bumbling idiot he belong Mar- he and miranda belong together now more than ever, they ever have. because they're both boobs they're like the mertzes from i love lucy it's- they're not even funny enough to be the ricardos it's crazy and like, I it is say- so crazy right and i think a woman in her 50s they're in their 50s i believe right like, yeah mid to late 50s i'm in my mid 40s so i think you can go gaga over you can have crushes you can go gaga but i think when you're a woman of particular age and a professional and well, I don't know what happens with that too. We'll get to that, I guess. And you're a professional and you have a child. I, to see this character just off and move for someone that they basically just met. It was so wild to me, like, and wild to her character, not just wild to her character, but wild for anyone's character to do something like that. thought, like, what are they doing? Especially someone who's so rich. She's always like, is she's like robbing Peter to pay Paul with these like different apartments. I'm like, Miranda, go get your own apartment. You've been a lawyer for 30 years. I mean, literally, literally 30 years. Go yes. buy, go rent an apartment for $3,000 a month. Right, Do you know what she, I mean? Carrie sure ain't going to rent to you. Yeah, like- just go rent an apartment when they are in that new apartment with the Ikea furniture that Carrie mm-hmm. then uses as an Airbnb to like uh, slash like fuck pad. Mm-hmm. Like when they're in that apartment and Miranda's trying to sleep and Che and the friends are all like smoking bongs, like in the living room, me, a 33 year old that doesn't have two pennies to run together. I would be out of there yesterday. I would yes. be like, bye. <laughs> like, and then Miranda's like, I have to wake up in two hours. Like the fact that she just like goes and like withstands torture for like episodes upon episodes where she's like, I don't have a home. It's like, go get an apartment. It's Ridiculous. so annoying. Or go and to the I Waldorf hate- and stay there for a year. Right. You know what I'm saying? Go to the plaza for fuck's sake. Yes. Go anywhere. Like, and then she goes back rich. to her old house, stops and buys pancakes and pumpkins and then carves pumpkins before Brady wakes up. I'm like, who are you? Half of the second episode should have been them at the Met Gala. Just like yes. at least. How did we not get, how did we not get there? How would you even talk about it? And also whatever the legalese or whatever, they didn't call it the Met Gal. They called it the Met Ball the whole time, if I'm not mistaken. And, and if, if it is like, oh, we can't rent out the Met to like, like we don't have $2 million to spend one hour. No, but it's so expensive to do. Let's just say, let's just, let's just live in reality for five seconds. All they did the whole time was say, we don't even get to walk up the stairs. We go through a separate entrance. We are not even a part of the Met Gala that you think that you are. So, like, rent out a random ballroom and pretend like it's part of the Met that, like, we don't get to see. 
Yeah. Like, it's not even that expensive to do. I get if they're like, we don't have $3 million to pay Anna Wintour to go to the Met. Like, I get that. A Kardashian might like, show up. Yeah. And then have celebrities there instead of it being like, yeah. I have to, I have to like shoehorn this whole episode around the fact that I want to sell Sam Smith a painting. The country house in Virginia, I knew we were never seeing, which is so sad because what they should have done was like paid off all of the nostalgia of when she went up to his like upstate home and was like miserable and there was no air conditioning. There was so much of that nostalgia that we could have paid off that I would have actually mm. liked yeah. to have yeah. seen that they just threw in the garbage. And you know what? Then her buying this beautiful apartment, this beautiful big apartment that has all the oh room for like him and his kids or whatever she was saying, it would have made more sense because yeah. what if she went to the country house and it was like super cramped and like they were sharing rooms or something like that and she'd be like, "Oh, like I'm a like I'm about to step it up and buy this gorgeous house for all of us." You know, it would have yeah, made yeah, yeah. a little bit more sense to me, but we didn't get that. They always have all the pieces right there to connect, and then they just don't do it. It's so frustrating. Like watching it back in preparation for this, I was so frustrated about how obvious all these moves were that they then didn't pay off. Like when Miranda, again, perfect scene. Miranda at the beach when she loses her phone, perfect scene. Beautiful. Uh -huh. Beautiful yeah, that was scene. a good scene. Yeah, that was a good Beautiful. scene. Like perfect scene. Then she meets Che's husband. And like, right. we don't even really get, that should have been way more of a fight that like, right? you didn't tell me you were married. Like, I don't know anything about you, but then like, they just drop it. Like it doesn't then become a thing of like, now we need to get to know each other better. They right. just, Miranda's just like, I don't know anything about you. And that's the end of the, that's the end of the storyline. I kept thinking they were going to break up. I'm like, please, is this the scene? Is this yes, the yeah. scene, please? <laughs> and then too, it's like, again, it has to be like this weird physical comedy that never works where Miranda's like, I have a Charlie horse while we're trying to have a threesome. And it's like, stop. Like, it just was, say that, that was, that was episode four that you made us watch at yes. my I watched home this with you and, at your house. You, and I, put a, I put a blanket over I have my not, head. I'm, I'm being honest with you. That television's not been on since then. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I don't even know if it will work. I'm so traumatized <laughs> like, by the memory of that fucking couch breaking in that scene and them laughing at it wildly. It was, like, it was so, it's so dumb. Done? It's so dumb. And, but then this other thing where Miranda then says, am I a lesbian? Like, what is my sexuality? A great storyline for her to have for five episodes. Like, yes. let her just explore her sexuality and be like, what? I have no idea who I am. I love about my life Kitty is Litter. different. And then she meets that woman who I love that actress, by the way. I think she's great Loved in everything it. she does. Love her. She meets this woman. She's like, I'm obsessed with this woman. And then within the same episode, within like the next three scenes, she's then like, uh, wah, wah. This woman's like gross. And then she never revisits the conversation. See, but it's I love like, that. I love the kitty litter lady. And then I wanted more of those, like date kitty I, litter lady, date, I don't know, lady I with want her to go on. I want her to go on three dates with this woman and realize her sexuality. Like, I want her to then come back to her apartment, like, three episodes later and be like, oh, this woman's disgusting. I need to leave her immediately. I, we have some bigger fish that we haven't fried yet. Before we do, I just have a couple of hot takes that I don't okay. think we should spend too much time on. Mario Cantone's character, Anthony, they have turned Mario Cantone into Gilbert Gottfried. Like, yeah, I don't even understand. Stop looking at my ass. It's like, what, what are we doing here? R.I.P. R.I.P. It's, it's not even, it's not even like, a, it's like beyond a gay stereotype. Like who, I know there are queens in that writer's room. What the fuck is going on? On Mario Cantone is a brilliantly funny 
comedian and actor and the way he's being used here is so feels antithetical to whatever the mission of the show is supposed to be it's just not it's not a good character I love I, that also through, halfway through they were just like, oh, he should like have a storyline and they just like uh-huh. make up a storyline right. for him. Right. Seema is the new Samantha. Yeah. Like I love Seema. There's, I have zero problems with Seema and anything Seema's done on the show. She has zero flaws. Yes, I agree. I love Seema. The storyline with Seema telling Carrie off pretty much not you know in Seema's way was one of the realest scenes and this would have been the perfect scene for Carrie to address the Samantha fallout because she could have said Mm -hmm. you know what Seema I don't want to do I don't want to have the relationship with you or I don't want to have a fallout with you like I had with my friend Samantha because this is exactly what happened with me and Sam and I don't want to do that with you like moving forward And then I think it would have addressed it and got rid of a lot of those questions that we kind of have in our head about why her and Sam. I mean, I know they explained some of it very like quickly, but they didn't explain Carrie. Not enough for the not enough for the cameo to make sense. Not enough. We just like, how did we get to this part? I loved seeing Kim Cattrall. It was a wonderful 70 plus seconds or whatever, but how did we get here? Where were those three missing? They don't even need to be scenes. You've been handling it with outside conversations and text messages for a year. We needed at least one more of those to explain how the fuck they're being friendly now. It was so weird. I think I want to call her LVP so bad every single time, but I know it's LTW. LTW. Yeah, I'm going to call so her funny. LVP every she time. She is LVP, so LVP. you can just yeah. that. <laughs> um, LTW, I loved her as Charlotte's friend, like mom friend, because that is so real. Like the mom friend that's like so cool and yeah. super maybe richer than Charlotte or whatever and so like unattainable, like somebody you really, really want to be friends with. Like I loved that whole Seema's blended perfectly into the group of the the the, the best OG, of the of the OG people. housewives. Of you know the, what I mean? Yeah. Seema's blended in. It's like LTW can do the same thing. Like, why am I not seeing? And it's funny that it's the two black characters on the show that are not one of them getting actually a lot of dimension and one of them getting nothing. Like Naya's not even on the show, basically. It's and Naya Naya's inclusion not even is so but it's bizarre. Because she's like in it, but are, not. But they both aren't attached to their, their their way into the show like Seema and Carrie still are attached right. to each other. Right. Which is like so sad to me. She's lonely. And like there are funny yeah. parts to this show. That's the saddest part. Is like mm-hmm. there are funny parts. Like when Char when the kids are strapping Charlotte into her Met Gala dress, like that's funny. And Lily yeah, has that her is, that was up on her mom's back. Like, that's fun. Like, there are funny. They do have a few. The interns that hate Miranda are like, wow, aren't you just perfect, Miranda? And she goes, no, I'm actually a sexually confused alcoholic in the midst of the <laughs> like, That is, like, on paper, the funniest joke I've ever heard in my life. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. You're like, yowza, and they run away. Like, that's fucking funny. Remember the storyline where LTW's husband, like, can't get a taxi? And then yes. they just like, that yes. doesn't never do any, like, which again, like in theory could be like a great storyline that then is showing that like, even though black people have so much money, it's like, there's still like racism that happens in the world every day. You can't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like there's so many ways that tell that story that then just turns into like, and then his mother saw him like, womp, womp. Well, and the mother-in-law I mean. does say something like, kind of gives like a Michelle Obama. Yeah, like when, but, when they go low, you know, we go high kind of that's thing. That's not the point of the but, 
yeah, I do wish, and I know there are some black writers in the room there, but yeah, I wish there was a little more to that as well. Like you said, like more to that storyline. They made the scene where he doesn't get a taxi. Like no one, you know what I mean? It's like, so right. like follow that <laughs> up with like right. a, a real conversation about it. There's always like hijinks they have to pull that like no one cares about. Like no one remembered to like set, I didn't send out the invites to our anniversary dinner. So no one shows up. Like right. why? For what? Like for what is that a plot point of the story? Again, I could be getting more resolution on the back end of the episode if I don't have to explain that in in scene work. Right. She we then have... she then announces that her husband is going to run for office, and he's like, "I am." And you never then see them talk about it ever again until he's like about to like do a fundraiser. Right. She decides for him that he's going to do this. He's not upset. You don't find out that he's like nervous. You never hear them talk about it until like it's time for him to then like do a fundraiser for him being like campaigning. I had to look up what that it was. makes no sense. Was that it makes absolutely no sense. And then when he's about to do that campaign, she then goes, "I'm pregnant." Right. Oh, it was so sad too. Good lord. But it's just like, and that was another huge... rush storyline. Yeah, like, that could have been a real like. Let's really get into it. Four how... episode. Yeah, they arc. wrapped yes, it like, up with what one... my what are my options here? Like, let's no, it talk should about have been the handled pro like, of it all. Like, like Samantha's breast cancer. It should have been handled with the same yes. pace. You know what I mean? And yes. instead, it was just one bathroom conversation at a party uh, being hosted by a, a Michelin star chef. I <laughs> would like to speak about Carrie Bradshaw. I felt mostly in at least in tone. She was the same person that she was on Sex and the City. I do think that the writers failed her character in similar ways that they failed all of them, you know, where they were just becoming the storylines are rushed. There's a little more caricature than character from time to time. But this whole notion in the finale that she is going to wait for five years, wait for five years years it has to be said it has to be said this cast is so old they will not all be here in five years what the fuck are you thinking what are you thinking and again like you're rich like you go you don't have a job also just move right move go down there for a week a a week on and a week off and just go down to virginia and be podcast you know how many different cities we've done these podcasts from for god's sakes Dominic, you forget that she no longer has a podcast because she wouldn't read an, uh, an ad no about sense. vaginal. Thank about you, like Chris. A, I forgot a about vaginal that. douche. And she should. And it tanked. And it tanked the bo- the podcast company. Right. <laughs> the entire podcast company went under because she didn't read a, a douche commercial. That woman was so mad too. It I was mean, a vaginal. It was a vaginal wellness product. <laughs> She's like, I hope you're happy. I was, I loved it. Yes. It was beautiful. Such that anger. made no sense. And I was like, well, she yeah. shouldn't, without researching, it was like a, it said a, va- I wrote it down. It said a vaginal odor suppository. But like, a vaginal, it was a vaginal wellness product. But like, I agree it with her. Not, like, if you don't know no, what that is, and does, correct, but all vaginas don't need that. So, but they didn't be, talk about that. End correct, of it. but that doesn't make the she that just, doesn't make an entire company go underwater because she doesn't read it one time in her podcast. Anyway, I'm moving right past that because we can't even unpack it. They can be used for other things. I want to say those. They can be put in the dirt of a plant. It will help it. They can be grated over French fries. There are many other things. But it's crazy that yeah, that she's like, I'm just gonna wait. Like instead of actually 
having to like care about another person. She's just like, well, it's actually perfectly Carrie is what it is, is that she's just like, okay, I'll just wait here for five years and just hope that you like change your mind instead of like going down to Virginia to live with him. Did she say, okay, because I blanked out. I honestly like. Yeah, she's waiting. She bought the apartment. Basically, and she's just, yeah. Like, bought the apartment. Wait. Well, she said she has no expectations, so it's sort of nebulous, but... Well, you know what they're going to do is that they're going to pretend... They're going to try to be in an open relationship. That's going to be episode one of season three. They're going to be in an an open relationship, and then that's going to be like a story arc, is that Carrie and, and Aiden are trying to make a modern relationship work, and then they obviously can't. I think that we need to pitch soon, but I do want to say one thing, that uh, okay, Harry Goldenblatt, played by... Evan Handler is to me at this point, without question, the hottest male on the show. And I want to point out that he's 62 and that's all I wanted to say. I think he looks great. I think his glow up between <laughs> series is the best he, of any of them. Yeah. And I, you know, on I mean, second watch, we saw his penis. Yeah. Did you see it? I know. I miss that. I that think wasn't he's, his real penis. I think he's a snack now. I, yeah, I, I really so. do. I didn't on the old series, but I do. Oh, I did. think that now I was just looking really? at his those defined pecs in that long sleeve tee when Charlotte was yelling at him in the finale. And I'm like, was Evan Handler always hot? Because he's sort of hot now. No, I mean, I not even he sort of. He's like he's full hot now. Yeah. Body be banging, which P.S. Yeah. I'm sorry. I have to ride for my boy Steve. When Steve was punching that punching bag, I was like feeling things. OK, honestly, Steve isn't bad. I don't Steve think I never Steve saw it for him and Miranda, get- though, I will say. Yes. So I wasn't upset about the divorce, really. They I, I they, saw, always saw that coming. They've turned him into sloth from the Goonies. He's literally like, <laughs> like know, it's, it's so, so bad. insufferable. It's so bad. And this is what's really sad is like, they sh- even though, he, yes, they're both cartoon characters now, the scene of them screaming at each other was great. Was excellent. Give me that. When yep, he's like, that was a you never wanted this. He's like, you never wanted this. You never even wanted to be with me. You never wanted to have a kid. Like, mm-hmm. it was a incredible. It shook scene. me. It, it shook yeah. me. Yes, definitely. It was, yeah. and that's what I want the show to be. Like, yes, I want them to too. be dealing with their real lives. Not, yes, I want them to flit around and be stupid and whatever. But then I do want there to be drama where then they have to deal with the repercussions of their actions. And like. That scene was great, and they do have great. it in them to write good scenes. They just choose not to every time. And that's what we right. should demand. We shouldn't demand these. We shouldn't like be grateful for these Samantha crumbs that we're getting. We should demand these amazing, wonderful scenes like the Steve and Miranda and the Seema and Carrie. Like those types of scenes make the show great, or could make the show great if we had more of that instead of these little glimmers these little glistenings these little crumbs that we're getting it's not it's not fair and before we pitch i'll just say like why did naya get a divorce on facetime she, like the disservice I that had they to put watch to understand it even because at first i was like i don't understand why she's even getting a divorce it doesn't make any sense maybe the mission statement of the show is like you know even aspirational accomplished people are people that don't make a single good decision in any three month <laughs> period because <laughs> it's like you look at the behavior of everyone on the show and you're just like how did they get these 
jobs. Like, how how are you all rich when you're all so dumb? Uh, best dressed, by the way, for the season, LTW for me. I don't know if we're oh, we should talk oh, about it. She's beautiful. Yeah, like, like beyond otherworldly yes. beautiful. You could put yes. her in a dish rag. Blah blah blah. That uh, that hat when she was when she was crossing Park Avenue to get to, to the, the Met, Met, I drew yeah. breath. I I was like, that's that those moments were what the old series was like regularly, you know, like that. It was, I, I, it just, the way it made you feel felt like the old city was great. I know you want to wrap up, but should we talk fashion since you said fashion? Yeah, sure. Carrie's Carrie's coats were to die for. They were. Okay, you know I like to cosplay, so I did wear a little Carrie outfit. Oh, yeah. Shanaz tried to do Carrie. Wait, she, I was so hot though, I couldn't, but she's been doing a lot of like <laughs> layering on top of like, like flannels. Yes, and flannels. yes, this is so uh-huh. Carrie. It's like, like multiple flannels together. Like either yes. flannels on top of flannels with like a big skirt. You can't Wait. tell that I'm wearing that. That is because, like a big skirt. Wait, I have to take a photo. I'm, I'm screaming. And like hair, like a sister wife's hair. I've said on this podcast recently, I don't understand why, but in every scene, Carrie Bradshaw is dressed as a colonial woman in a sanitarium. Like, that's just it. <laughs> and I love it. I, I love it. Style. I love it's, it. It's a look. It's definitely... Do we think that they're doing what they used to do, which is like everything had to be something that actually happened? Because on the Sex and the City, it I was like know. in the writer's room, it was like... If something, if they wrote something in this in the script, it had to be something that had happened to someone that they knew. Oh, right, like one of the. Do writers. we think that like that's, or, or is that also what's happening here? Probably because they, we have to do our research. Like I said, like with everything that happens in the show, they want us to like I don't know, listen to the podcast about it to understand the show better. But I don't need to no. No. All right, should we get to we the pitches? We have to pitch. Yeah, this we is this has been a mouthful, and we have not even started our actual jobs yet. And just like that, we're pitching. <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm angry. HBO has a problem, and it happened on True Blood. It's happened on other shows. You have the show that starts out with these insular characters and it explodes into like all these different storylines of these different people, all these different this and that and this family and then this character and then Anthony and then blah, blah, blah. And then LTW's kids and then this, and it's too much to track. They can't even get a normal storyline across the fucking finish line. They have way too much on their hands. And the other problem is that they're always dangling. Like this person's going to come back to the show. Aiden, Samantha, it's always something new. This person's going to come back. They have made three separate references to Bravo on this season of this show. In an unprecedented move, I am going to volunteer that the greatest minds in reality television, two of which being myself and Dominic, (laughs) head up a writer's room to write the third season of In Just Like That. We are going to overhaul the model that they use to make this show. It is going to be modeled after the Real Housewives. And this is why. There needs to be all-cast events. The Halloween party, an all-cast. Nothing happened. We would have been fired if that was the all-cast that I presented on the Real Housewives of New Jersey. There needs to be conflict. Characters need to get into fights. 
people need to speak to each other in scenes and not just realize that this is something that they should do. There are going to be housewives. There are going to be friends of. Those people are going to stay in their lanes. Those roles are going to be real. And it's Anthony is going to be of service to Charlotte's storyline. They are not going to have their own storyline of how a humongous man with a huge penis bangs him and he's scared, blah, blah, blah. That, none of that matters. We need these characters to speak to each other and we need overarching storylines on the show. None of this one episode bullshit thing. There's going to be storylines that we fulfill throughout the season. That is what everyone wants on this TV show. They don't want this one off. I fucked this guy with a penis pump and then I used a vibrator and he's upset. So then that's over. We are going to reformat the show to be some, and again, the show looks the same. It operates the same, but it is just at these all casts, like Lily singing her song should have been an all cast. Why did they not rent out a hall for Lily to perform? I actually have a list of all the all casts that I think that they should have, that he would have had in season two. Lily's okay. song performance, the Wexley's anniversary party, the Halloween party, LTW's MoMA film event. Why were none of the other women there? Right. Right. Um, Carrie's widow con speech, the Wexley fundraiser at Charlotte's house. That was an all cast. It, that was a proper all cast. However, did not pay off. The Last Supper, the, the season finale was great. And they even used a Bravo mechanism where everyone goes around the table and volunteers something about themselves. That's on every Bravo show. And my pitch is that reality television producers are going to take over the show and write a way better show than these fucking people that are still writing a 90s version of In Sex and the City could ever do. And that is oh, my pitch. I don't, I, don't I, I have to add something to your pitch. What I think okay. you should do is not, not just save it with the third season. You may want to just reshoot the second season. Just, just redo it because there's a list of scenes. It's like season two of the show needs its own <laughs> Patreon. You've just listed 10 scenes that we needed to fill the holes that we haven't seen. Just shoot it again. You're right. And then do season three. I'm not, don't adjust your pitch. It's the same pitch. I'm not trying no, to. It's, yes. But, but no, as I you're mean, listing like, all... all those scenes, it's like, did they do this on purpose? Is there going to be a hidden season within a season where we get to see all these scenes? But like, those were all things where all of those people should have shown up to and like all participated and talked about their own personal storylines. Right. And none of that happened. Instead, it was like Charlotte yelling at like a, a like clothes girl at a store about the dress and like LTW and her husband like yelling in her closet. Uh, I think pitch. this is a good, this is a great pitch. This is, this is a hard this pitch is a very to follow. Good pitch. I'm not adjusting my pitch, but I do think that, I think that the obvious tips to reality television on this season mean that they, they want that input. To be honest with you, I think that's a really good pitch. I feel like you've already won, but I'm here to <laughs> give you something, Shanaz and listeners, that could be slightly more ridiculous than Chris's very measured suggestion. You know, part of the problem with And Just Like That is that these are characters we know well. The show's been off mm -hmm. the air for 20 years, and the episodes have been watched and rewatched and thrice rewatched. We know them very well. A very, as much as we're shitting on the writers here, we won't pretend that that's an easy job where you're going to have to match these characters that are members of people's families at this point. Like, you know them that well. I think it's impossible to do it. I think they've proven it's almost impossible mm -hmm. to do it with the same 
actors when we're missing 20 years of story. You know what I mean? 15, 20 years of what happened? How did we get here? It's just, it's a lot. And you sort of feel like you're picking up where you left off in a, in a certain way. And you can't be, it's, it's been, you're, you're fucked on this project, no matter what, if you're in the writer's room, there's always going to be a fixing famous people. (laughs) If not us, the other thousand podcasts where people are shitting on and just like that. So I think that what you need to do is you have to remove some of the familiarity to catch some of the magic back. And I think that that means aging up and recasting the entire show. Oh my God. Same characters. But I'm talking about Helen Mirren as Carrie Bradshaw. (laughs) You're so stupid. (laughs) I'm talking about Carol Burnett as Cynthia Nixon. I'm talking about James Cromwell as Aiden. I'm talking about Charlotte being portrayed by Rita Moreno. That's what I'm talking about. You did this pitch already. I am talking about Judy Dench playing Bitsy Von Muffling. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm talking about Dominic Pupa playing Che Diaz. This is the recast. (laughs) And the age up I am looking for to save the show. Oh, one last one. Academy Award nominee Shore Agdashlu to play... Sima. And if you don't know who Shore is, I just do. Google her. Google her now. Enchanting. Hello, Iranian. Um, I have one part of my pitch that I completely forgot to say. Yeah. May I proceed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, um, you may. The The first episode of the third season will be Samantha's funeral. <gasps> she can't come back. We can't do this anymore of like, I'm hanging. That that was supposed to be the first thing I said and I completely oh. I, I went into a rage blackout and forgot it. That's the first episode of season three is that Samantha's dead and they all go to her funeral and it causes them all to have to reevaluate their lives. And then we just course correct the whole show back on track into what we want it to be. And it's, we put to rest the like, will Samantha come back? Will Samantha do this? Like, are we going to get this? And that all that shit is done. Wow. That puts that all to rest. And when the dangling carrots are done, I'm so over them. And by doing that, you show your audience that you mean business. Wow. Oh my God. Sorry. I like both of your pitches though. Like I actually like a, like let's instead of going with these characters, let's like go, I don't know, 30 more years in the future. (laughs) Well, I like the idea, but I think, but I am intrigued by a housewives version because I think this is very much like, these are the real housewives. These are the friends of let's do kind of, let's bring back the narration of the show. Like it was in the I, original show. I think that's missing. I was thinking about that. I was thinking like, why do we never hear what they're feeling? And it's because Carrie narrated everything. Yes. Carrie would tell us how they felt every episode of the show. Right. Yes. I think we're missing that. I yes. think that could be, Something that they need to, they we really need that because there is a lot of like silence in between scenes. Yes, it's the show is so quiet. I mean, even at this point, I'm voting for Chris's, and not the least of which, <laughs> yeah, I'll is vote that, for Chris's. Chris, you are the winner. Congratulations. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, I knew I was going to win this one because it's but just. So, I, when you said I'd pitched this before, I was like, no, I haven't, and then I realized that I did. 10 episodes make a, a go make a similar pitch to save 
Marvel. Marvel I'm universe. sure whatever I said was nonsense. Like I wanted Dick Van Dyke to play Iron Man or yes, some shit was, like that. It was basically the same people. Actually. But you're right. <laughs> was Judy Dench in it? Who was Judy of Dench? Course. Judy Dench is always in it. Judy's She's our queen. Judy's our queen. Yeah. Dominic, if we, if either of us were on a TV show and this was the way that the storylines were handled, we wouldn't be out of a job. Am I wrong or am I wrong? You are correct. Yes. Like it's why it's so mishandled that I just like, I was like, how do I fix this? And it was like every storyline. I'm like, I have a better version of how this would end. Yeah. We are um, the, we are. Yeah, the And they're a scripted show. So they don't have parameters on what they're allowed to do. At least when you're doing a reality show, you are to a certain extent bound to the confines of what actual reality is. is yeah. When you are making shit up, you yeah. can you can do all that and make it even more exciting. So why isn't it? I'm leaving you with this scene. When when Aiden and Carrie are in Che's Airbnb and Che asks them, why didn't this work out the first time? The laziest exactly. writing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Anyway, Shanaz, where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me on the Fixing Famous People Patreon. Yes, we, which we're hoping to do very soon. Yeah. Um, if you do a Patreon chat, maybe I'll be on there. But otherwise, you can't really find me. I'm, my social media is on private. I'm, You're I'm a private just, citizen. I'm a private citizen. That's just... I'm a concerned citizen. That's she is I'm a concerned citizen. I'm a concerned citizen about this. <laughs> And I might make a citizen's arrest next time I see him. I see Michael Patrick King. I might make a citizen's arrest about this show. Dominic, where can people find you? Um, you can find me at um, dominary.com. I, I forgot. My <laughs> we're not okay. Like, we're not okay after this. Thanks, Chris. You can find me at my website, dominary.com, which links you to all my socials at Dominic Pupa and Chris, I ask every week, and sometimes I forget the answer. Where can people <laughs> find so me? You can find me at the Chris Rosa. You can find the show at Fixing Famous People. Write a review and let us know who you want us to fix next. I wish you both well. And as always, where's Shelly? Goodbye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fixing Famous People. I absolutely love Shanaz. I think she's an amazing human. And I love this show so much. It's one of my favorite podcasts around. Chris and Dominic are so funny and they're such a great duo. Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous returns next week with our regularly scheduled programming. And it is a fun one. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Until next time. <laughs>